Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hello, everybody. We are back with another interview today, guys, and we are having a lot of fun going through all of these interviews with some of our great friends and people we work with today. Actually, back-to-back weeks, we have another friend, Alex. So Lots of Alexes in our life. Yes, it's a great name. It's last, a great 90s girl name. Yeah, there you go. So last week, we had Alex Gray talking about singleness, which was awesome, and now we have Alex Moore. So welcome. Hello, Alex. We are so excited to have her on today to talk a little bit about friendship and and just cheerleading and championing friends. So if you guys don't know Alex Moore already, I will have her share more about what she does. But she's probably one of my greatest friends who is just an excellent cheerleader of other people. And so when we thought about her wisdom that we wanted to share, that was the first thing we wanted her to talk about. And so excited to dive in more of what that looks like. Yeah, this is fun because Alex is one of our close friends in real life. So to get to experience this from you is like actually the most cool blessing in friendship. Like I really, you'll go into more of like how you think through all of this, but I've never had a bigger like hype girl in my life. And (laughs) I don't think I really needed that as much as I do and realized that once we became close and you kind of started cheerleading me. So I'm excited for you to share that. Yeah, that's awesome. Will you tell everyone about yourself, about your family, your life? Yes. So I'm originally from Kansas City, came to Columbia for school Mm -hmm. and Met my husband here through like a crazy chain of events and through our college. Wait, ministry. will you tell that story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, keep it brief. Basically, long story short, was not a Christian, decided to go on this summer long mission trip to Japan. Truly just God led me there. Honestly, I have no idea. I think I just like thought it sounded fun. So I went. Met a friend on that trip who flash forward was like my husband's best friend. But I didn't know him. I didn't really know there was legit Christian boys in Mm -hmm. the world. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And so we get back. I move into my sorority house, super jet lagged, whatever. This friend was my husband's bestie. They meet back up to, like, catch up after the summer. And long story short, I had trimmed said friend's armpit hair in the summer in Japan because it's really freaking hot in Japan. And his pits were out of control. Also, so, if you know, Alex, this is like so just a normal, normal day. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to like, trim your pit. trim your pits. Like, yes. So we're trimming his armpits in the church and like our Japanese friends thought it was really weird, which maybe I just mean, cultural difference. That's weird. I also mm, think it's no, just weird. No, I think it's cultural difference. <laughs> and they, so they took a photo. The photo ends up on Facebook. Anyway, yeah. So Daniel, my husband, sees that photo. Catching up with his friend, he's like, dude, like, who was that chick who, like, was trimming your armpit hair? Like, she was kind of cute kind of thing. His friend was like, oh, yeah, bro, like, just call her. Like, she'll probably do it for you, too. Oh, my God. So it's, like, literally the middle of the night, he calls me. I get this voicemail from Daniel Moore. Hey, introducing himself. Wanted to see if I could set up an appointment with you before school started to, like, get my armpit hair trimmed. How much did you charge him? Never trimmed the hair. (gasps) And I got the – I woke up to the voicemail, and, like, we were in, like, work week and recruitment, and, like – for our sorority at Mizzou, and I just, my friends and I, like, listened to it, and we thought it was funny, but, like, didn't really think anything of it. It's hilarious. And then I met Daniel in person and was, like, hard eyes. Oh. He was a drummer in the worship band, and I was, like, <laughs> But then we didn't date for, like, a year. Okay, it was but I just, like, if you know these two in person, it just, like, the that's perfect how they would meet. It just makes sense. 
Yeah. Still have not trimmed his armpit Still to this day you for like some Valentine's. Yeah. yeah. For some like Valentine's or anniversary, you guys should like buy each other little like nice shears Ew. and be like every year like, just you trim up. his armpit hair. Yeah. Okay. So getting back on track, that's your husband, Daniel. Tell us about yes. everything else. Met him. We ended up staying in Columbia kind of in, by our own surprise and ended up, I ended up going into ministry with the ministry Veritas, the college ministry that we met through, which was really cool. I feel like just through growing and like knowing Jesus and like my passion for college ministry, I just was like, I think this is like what I have to do and what I want to do. And he found a job here. And now flash forward like five, six years later, we both work at The Crossing. He's like a producer of another one of our podcasts and he helps with going there too sometimes. So it's really fun because I get to hear like behind the scenes a little bit, like when he gets excited of how he's helping Christian Samantha, you guys. So yeah, that's really fun. And I work with the college ministry Veritas and it's like my favorite thing ever. I have worked with them for five years, but in the last two years since we had our first daughter, I've gone part-time. So that's been like a good transition. It's really, it's too good to be true that I get to still do ministry with college girls, but also be home with our daughter part-time. I was going to say your first daughter because you're now expecting your second daughter. Yeah. Kind of soon. She'll be here in like six weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. That's why I'm like out of breath. Getting into the any day now territory. I mean, like, obviously no, not yeah. right now, but yeah. yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, I love watching Alex. And you'll hear when she kind of talks about this cheerleading, this championing on and like kind of just being this hype girl. I mean, you have college girls. Yes, it's scaled back a lot since you're a mom and have a growing family, but you just love on college girls so, so well. And honestly, I say this in comparison in a way of like, I led a Veritas small group girls group last year of seniors, and it just takes a lot of energy because like, obviously I wanted to love on those girls so well, but they're in a really pivotal time. And so when I look at your life and see that you do that week after week, and you don't just kind of do it because it's your job and because you know you need to, but you really give it's your all in that. It's mm-hmm. your lifestyle. And it's so cool to see how you just like incorporate those girls into your daily life. Yeah. It just makes sense when you think of like the way you are a friend too. So we kind of kept mentioning how you are in championing, 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 ch- championing, ch- championing, <laughs> championing, guys. <gasps> she can't say I can't how you, say how it. you no, champion, cha- champion your friends, cheerlead them on. Okay. So what does that look like in a day-to-day perspective? Well, I honestly, I don't feel like I ever really thought that much about it. Like, I feel like you guys have kind of brought that out in me or just like affirmed that in me. So it's funny you're championing me. As I like think about, if I really sit down and think about, is that true of me? Like, do I see that in my life? Yes. I think that's always been, I mean, not to be like cocky. I just think God has gifted me in that way. Like I just am naturally observant or like excitable, which is I'm thankful for. But I think in the way that I try to channel that in friendships, I think I'm just excited about spurring on others around me. And like naturally, I think God has opened my eyes to notice those things. But I also think it just comes with intentionality to see the needs of those around and take that step to like voice what I'm seeing, if that's like a strength or even just like to compliment someone or using my words, using my actions to try to help and assist like a friend or coworker or whoever succeed in kind of their mission, if that makes sense. Obviously, you are a Christian and call yourself a Christian, so the Bible being your guide. Where did you even find, I think we all say, like, we want to be a good friend, but where do you get that from? You are saying, God's, like, gifted me, but how did you get that perspective? Where do you think that came from? Well, 
I mean, there's lots of verses. I feel like I don't want to just like cherry pick verses because I obviously think it's important we read the Bible in context. But Hebrews 3.13, I feel like is a huge one that just says, encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And that's just like motivating to me because I think about like the world that we live in is like hard. And like Mm -hmm. I see my friends like, and myself included, we're all just like going through stuff. That's just life. And I think like the least I can do and a small role I can play in someone else's life is to encourage and affirm how I see God working in them. And hopefully that helps them press on even more. And I think we see like friendships can be really awesome. It can be really challenging and painful too in life. And I think we see in the Bible, if I'm ever having issues in my heart with friendships, like whether that's jealousy or comparison or feeling lonely or feeling the temptation to like want to just social climb or just get caught Mm -hmm. up in like social friendships junk, honestly, I like will ask myself, okay, what is friendship for? Why did God even give us this good gift? Rewind. What am I really seeking here? And I feel like what we see in scripture is God gives us each other, like the body of Christ, to spur one another on and to be on mission together. It's not for the sake of having cute besties like post pictures, <laughs> with, although that's fun. And so when I think about like the purpose in friendship, it's like really we're trying to run the race that God has given each of us individually together. And how do we do that best is through helping and supporting one another and trying to help one another grow in ways that we can. It's not just for the sake of like hanging out on Friday night. Yeah, like that's fun, but that won't get you super far or super deep. It might get you time-wise far, but you might be 10 years into a friendship and be still craving something more. I was thinking as you were talking, and you can say if this is a right or wrong assumption of you. First of all, I do think it's just your personality to be really excitable about life. The amount of times that I get an all caps text from Alex is probably two to three times a week. Yeah. It's like a, you go mom. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like spunky and fun. In personality. I was thinking that, but I also think, and I know we'll kind of touch on this more at the end, like how can we all take some of this on? But number one, I think you have to be really competent in who you are in Christ first. And I know that can be like a weird thing. Like confidence is kind of weird in the Christian world because like you want to be confident, but humble and proud in a way and like strong, but also like really gentle and all the things that mirror each other in that. But I think that you are so confident in who you are, like you're not doubting your identity. And so that enables you to just have the freedom to encourage everyone else in that. I think the times that I see myself feeling that jealousy or that tension in friendship, I usually can peel back the layers and see that I'm personally doubting Mm -hmm. something about God or who I am in him. And that comes out in friendships often. Another thing about that is I think it's so natural for you now. Like you said, you didn't even realize you were doing that because it's just who you are. But I do think for someone starting out, be intentional about it. If you know you're going to see a friend, say to yourself like, okay, what is one thing I can point out and encourage them today? And I think the more we do that and practice it, it does become just a natural part of the way our brain works when we see people we love and doing things amazing. So I don't know. I've like noticed that about you too, that yeah, it's so natural in you. Like you don't even realize you're doing it. Well, I think that's true. Like, I don't think that's me. I think I like people naturally, but I think you're right. It stems from being affirmed over the years and like struggling over the years to like really wrestle with what is my identity? Even like how I say like the practice of going back and asking God or asking myself, what is my purpose in my friendships? What is my purpose in life in general? I think we all have to kind of ask ourselves that and that can drive like, no, my identity is secure. I'm freed up in friendships to be able to say like, Samantha's amazing at X. And like, if I'm not, that's not threatening to me because I can be amazing at something else. 
or not. But I'm so thankful that you are because like I benefit from it. Like I think about the passage in first Corinthians 12 when this passage, I feel like it's just fun. I'm not going to like read it or anything, but it just talks about like the body and like all the different parts of the body. It's probably something we've heard before, but it's so fun to think about. And I love the analogy because it's like, well, you're a foot and like <laughs> she's a hand and like that's OK. Or yeah. like, and, But then and literally Paul like talks about what if the whole body was ears? How would we smell or taste? Yeah. <laughs> or how do we like, do anything? Yeah. Yeah. But really, is this so true though? Because yeah. you're like, well, a hand doesn't do the same thing as a foot does. Right. So like, like no does. Okay so like I'm if someone foot. does something different than I do, that's awesome. I'm so glad they do something different and better and great than like something I cannot do. And I don't function like that. I don't work like that, but I can still champion and be excited for what's happening or what that person's doing. Yes. That's amazing. Like my that. footiness can make me like footiness really champion your handiness because like I know I don't have that but like honestly being given the vision of like the church and being given the vision of God's people working together that makes me like really excited to watch Christian do her thing as a hand and like know that it's okay that I don't do things the way she does but like honestly I'm thankful for like Mm -hmm. our church body for like honestly the entire mission as like God's people that Christian is a hand the way she is Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, I just think that's motivating. And it is interesting when you look at, we've mentioned we're friends outside in real life. And it is weird. Like we are all really, really different. And I think that's cool because oftentimes when I reflect on friendships, you gravitate towards people who kind of like do things the same way you do. Maybe you're in the same exact life stage. And I think it's fun that maybe because we've all come into our friendships like that, that it gives us the freedom to be like, wow, I can sit back like you're saying and watch. And that gives us the opportunity to take on and learn so much about how we could be growing or doing things differently or just to be able to like have a front row seat to how God's moving in ways outside of our own lives, which I think sometimes is like hard to do because we're in our little bubbles and don't have the capacity sometimes to like step out of that. And so I love that idea. And I think something you said, Alex, I want to rewind just so people hear it because I'm like, if we could all apply that to a lot of things in our life, how much would that set us up for success in doing God's work rather than pushing our own agenda? But even that idea of you claiming and owning and understanding your identity in Christ frees you up to be who you're already meant to be. So like, you don't have to spend time worrying about that. You don't have to spend time being envious in a friendship or jealous or thinking about what someone thinks of you. That is what being a child of God looks like, ultimately, that like we can all claim that identity, know that identity own that identity because that's who we are. I mean, Ephesians says that we are his and we receive those same gifts because we are his. And so what a gift that is that you can recognize that claim that not saying that you don't struggle with that at times, but because of that, you are able to see what God does in your life in these friendships. So like take us through practically, obviously all of this is awesome and we can see, we see the fruit of that. Take us through a little bit of what that looks like in your day-to-day. Being a mom, being an employee, you have responsibilities. You have things to do. But like, what does that look like in friendship for you? If you had to say, these are some tangible ways that I champion my friends and cheerlead what they're doing, walk us through just how you think through that and then how you act on that. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. And yeah, that's not to say that it looks perfect. I for sure have a lot of times where I'm doubting my identity or maybe I wouldn't tangibly say that, but like my actions are showing that I'm not secure in my identity so yeah, I don't want to act like it's just so easy and mm-hmm. seamless because it's not. But no, I do think. Say. Should we go through and name a few times? I was going to say, oh, we know. <laughs> yeah, you're like, we um, know. Yeah, so <laughs> yesterday. No. Um, but yeah, and like that question is really good of like practically how do we do this? But honestly, it's challenging for me to think through because I think, like you said, Samantha, there's ways where 
I think as we cultivate these kind of friendships and as we cultivate these kind of patterns in our life, it's a little bit of like an ongoing process. So like I think I do view it as a way that I can play a a role in the life of like my friends and the students that I'm trying to like connect with and minister to. So in my limitations, like I said, yeah, I'm a mom. I have like a two-year-old at home and a lot of days I kind of feel like, well, what am I really even doing with my life? I'm like sitting around playing puzzles and yeah, just doing stuff that kind of seems meaningless. But when I think about like, hey, how can I use the time God's given me today? Like, who can I text? And a lot of times, even like on Sundays when I'm worshiping at church, God will bring people to my brain of like, okay, maybe this person needs like a note of encouragement this week. Maybe this person I need to reach out to and follow up with because I ran into them and they That's were having so a hard good. day. Like, like following know. those promptings. Like I yes. think we're, we clutter our minds with so much that we often we can all probably think of like you're driving and a random person you haven't talked to in a few weeks pops in your mind, like act on that. I did that recently, had no idea this girl was walking through something really difficult with her family and it provided the opportunity. She wasn't going to reach out and tell me that because I, it was convenient and the right timing. I was able to like step into some really hard health stuff her family was going into and like be able to check in on her beyond that. And so we just so often do not follow through with those promptings and even saying like, Maybe asking God, like, okay, God, who can I love on extra this week? Like, you show me where to go in that is cool. Totally. Because sometimes it's disingenuous if we are like, okay, I need to, like, act really nice today. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's lame. But if it's real and God is really bringing people to our brains, then I think part of that is just that intentionality and follow through to say, okay, God, like, maybe this person needs this today. It takes two seconds to send a text or make a meal and drop it off. Or I just think, yeah, it just takes kind of like that extra thought. And again, it's not perfect, but I think the more we do it, the more it's natural to take the focus off ourselves and say like, okay, how can I best encourage whoever Well, and I think that's what it's been cool. Again, it's a fun conversation to have because I'm a recipient of that from you. But I think it's what's interesting. One thing that pulled me and I remember when I first met you, you are quirky, you're funky, and people know that about you. But I remember you would say things that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I've thought that, but I've never said that out loud. And it would be things about like, you'd be complimenting me. Simple things to like, just saying things about the situation or the day, like that was fun, or that person's hair was really funky, or like sweet little comments that you, we all think, but then to really intentional things that you're like, you know what, one strength I've seen in you is this, this, and this. And that just played out right there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, it's maybe something that I think about someone when I'm talking to them or, yeah, I think that girl's shirt is really cute as she walks by on the sidewalk when we're having lunch. Random little things, but I think you are really prompted to just say those things out loud. And it's a little gift that I love receiving from you because I'm like, oh, yeah, we should just follow those promptings and say, obviously not be like quick to say things that are not. We obviously want to think about our words and not just like spew out things. But I think you are really good at just bringing to light and actually physically saying the thing that you're thinking in that moment to cheerleader champion a friend, which I think is really fun and just unique because often we all do have this like competitive wall up mm. that we don't want to, we want to feel superior. We want to feel better. We want to feel yes. more than someone else. And so we never want to say like, even in a work meeting, like, oh, wow, that was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Let's think about that a little bit more. If it's not my idea, I may not be quick to say that because I wish I had the better idea. I don't know. I mean, now I'm going into practical examples for my own life, but I think you are really good at that. And again, it comes naturally for you. Well, I still feel like I think there are promptings from the Holy Spirit. Like when we get that tinge of insecurity in a work meeting, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to be like, that was a better idea than mine. Or in friendships, it's like, 
yeah, you're just like killing it right now. And mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm really struggling. Like that can be easy to feel like I'm threatened by that. Yes. But I feel like taking it a step further and being like, no, that's not true. It's not true that just because Samantha and Justin's marriage is like amazing right now, and my husband and I are arguing lately, that doesn't have any real merit against me or like, so what can I do about that is really affirm Samantha and celebrate that for her. I think that actually helps to combat mm-hmm. like that insecure. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's almost, it, yeah, yeah, it's like that idea of faking it until you make it. Like sometimes maybe I don't feel like saying that, but I know that that is going to, like you were saying, internally help me to see. And because the truth is we both know in a month it could be totally flipped that like <laughs> I'm feeling like that about my marriage and you and Daniel are doing great. And so I think for the girl, like I kind of want you to speak to that girl who feels like she is constantly jealous or comparing herself to other people and like maybe really knows that about herself and like wants that but like literally cannot figure out how to do that I think that's the answer and if you like want to go in more of that of just sometimes you just have to force yourself to say it like say the nice thing and then Mm -hmm. I think our hearts are softened to wanting to do that more genuinely but I don't know yeah it's hard I think to that girl I would say like I feel you because there are just days where it's just we just feel down on ourselves and like It's hard to see someone succeeding or it's hard to like, it can just be painful in that way. But I think, yeah, actually, instead of sitting in that and actually instead of marinating on that insecurity or that doubt or that jealousy, trying to, again, take it a step further. And I think just don't hold back from actually just being like, okay, maybe I saw that on Instagram or something that she got a new job and that makes me feel small. But in reality, I know that's not true. I want to like congratulate her or like find a way to like, celebrate that for her because I think in actually doing that it changes my heart about Mm -hmm. it well I think it's one of those things we've said it before but it's almost like the sin that when we bring sin from the darkness of internally being within us and not surrounded by community when we bring that out and it's brought into the light you just even being able to verbalize why am I feeling jealous in this friendship it's because this this and this and ultimately like you're probably being prideful or just jealous or envious or sinful in your own desire in that. And when you just say it out loud, God works in you just bringing that to the light and saying like, Lord, I want to give this to you. I want to surrender that to you because that's not what I desire to feel like or be like. And ultimately then you can step and push that jealousy aside and say, congratulations on your job. I'm excited for you because genuinely genuinely you are. And I think that's kind of what you're saying there. You're just learning how to bring it into the light and then move forward in maybe just a step of faithfulness, even when sometimes you don't feel like it. Yeah. And a lot of times like you'll not, it's not like a meaningless gassing someone up that's empty. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of times I've even said stuff to like my small group girls. Hey, I really thought that you shared so vulnerably and that was amazing because I know that's hard for you. Even just saying that tears down that wall for her. That's like, wait, I actually felt really embarrassed about what I said. That actually made me feel so much more secure and like, okay about sharing that. And then like, she'll share again and like Mm -hmm. God will move. Sometimes we just don't, we hesitate to even say it because we're like, oh, I don't want to like be weird. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's like, okay, no, I noticed like Mm -hmm. that was powerful vulnerability. And like, I appreciated Mm -hmm. that. I would love for you to like do that again. That's so good. Maybe because you love being weird. That's (laughs) like, let me see how many weird things I can say. No, I love that about you. Because some people like are just, yeah, saying it, I think can sometimes just make someone feel known and mm -hmm. cared for. Yeah. Well, and I think even uh, this conversation has been fun because I think it's even hard for you to like pinpoint what exactly do you do because you're like, it's just who I am. It's what I do. And it's like how God's worked through me. But I think even that it's a cool reminder for me to see like, 
I think in this, you do just step aside and you let God work through you. And I've seen that as your friend that you're like, it's not about me. It's not about my happiness or my enjoyment or my fulfillment. It's ultimately like I'm here to do God's work. And so this is how he uses me. So I'm going to do it, which I just think is encouraging to us all. If we could really just step aside out of like getting our own agenda and just chase what God's doing through you. So it's encouraging. We hope that everyone has felt maybe challenged by this, not to be like, I don't know, cheesy, but maybe think about as you're listening to this, a practical thing you could literally do today, right this minute. Maybe it's a text. Then maybe think of like a bigger thing you could do this week. I just in a practical way love the convenience of like sending someone a mobile Starbucks gift card. I know that's so, so dumb, but like that's just yes. something that you're not going to be mad about getting and it's going to make you feel thought of, even though it's like so easy from your end to do for someone. So think about something you could do and maybe let us know on Instagram if you had an experience and how that turned out. And yeah, we hope you enjoyed your time with Alex. Thanks for coming on. Thanks guys. Love you. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you.